Today's episode of Faces and Feels is brought to you by Dude Where's My Ring at DWMR Perth. It's no ring, no holds barred action straight out of Perth, Western Australia. Check out all our shows for free right now on YouTube and be sure to follow us on social media. Yo, man, you know what time it is, man? It's Duff and Dogcast, man. That's right. It's Duff and Dogcast, too. And I'm joined by always my dog loving homie, Chris Kohlenberg. How are you today? You like dogs? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh dude, we're back at it again. Uh, the, she seems to be being quiet now, but uh, my dog was in full effect and we were going to have a chaotic uh, chaotic morning. And we might still, but she seems to be behaving herself. So uh, that's right. Chris Kohlenberg is back on the show. We're going to be talking everything about, well, I guess putting together a deathmatch tournament. Oh, there we go. Uh, King of the Kill. And we're going to do it between the borks of a tiny dog and a very big dog if, uh, if pork chop cranks up as well. Medium size, but pork chop's not as big as she looks. Yeah, she looks pretty big in, in camera wise. Camerally, sorry, I'm already being attacked. So you, when when those moments happen, you're just gonna have to carry the show. <laughs> oh, don't worry, my broad rippling shoulders can take the whole load. Yeah, well, mate, oh, that, that's very crazy. very clear. That's very clear from the outside. For anybody who's looking at ruthless, they can tell uh, what a strong. Loads you can get. Where are we going with this? I don't know. So many loads. So many loads. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's too early. I've been away for like 15 minutes. But do you? I, yeah. I'm already on beer number three. Beer number three? I'm on coffee sip number three. That's my issue. What do you got there? What are you drinking? Seven. Cause. Coors Isn't the. It's 7 the- p.m. here. I mean, it's 7 a.m. there. I've been, I've, I got the day off. I've been out hanging out on my porch watching alien movies and what have you. I've been having a great day. That's right. You were going to go to another tournament that wasn't yours that didn't actually happen, right? Correct. I had the uh, weekend off. Uh, my partner and I were supposed to go down to uh, Tournament of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the uh, the invite from old DJ and Shannon down there. Oh, yeah, cool. um, but it they were talking tropical storms, so oh, they had to man. move it last minute and i already had the work off so yeah exactly on kind of a mini vacation and then i was gonna go camping and that kind of fell through so i'm just gonna i'm gonna mope around the house all weekend just and chill out and mm-hmm. hang out on my porch yeah well that sounds like a nice time I mean, it's a shame that that got canceled but you know weather happens and sometimes it's you know it's too risky to equipment to workers to everybody and it just you know it's unfortunate yeah, I mean it's it's a tough situation. I do feel for those guys because yeah. it almost happened to King of the Kill as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you've been in those situations before, you know, running Deathmatch Circus and stuff with ICW, where you guys had to shut down because of rain and run in barns and stuff. So, so it's a lot, man. But yeah, King of the Kill came off awesome. I really enjoyed watching it. I was doing some rewatching yesterday just to refresh my mind uh, on everything because a little bit of time has passed, but. Just now we're, you know, with some time out, you've had time to digest it. How are you feeling about everything? Like, do you, do you feel it was what you wanted it to be? What's your, what's your opinion as, a, as the one of the main minds behind it or the mind behind it? Uh, for the most part, yes. It's, it's for the most part what I really wanted it to be. Um, you know, I'm the most critical mind when it comes to our stuff. So I always like watch back and be like, all right, this guy changed it. You know, I would have done this differently. And that's, how we make the next one better. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I was very happy with how it came off. You know I mean? It, running a tournament's a lot more stressful than running a normal event like we normally sure. do. Uh, a lot more moving parts. It's a lot more dangerous, obviously, you know, and uh, all of that. And weapons-wise, you know, a lot bigger cleanup and a lot bigger, you know, collaboration. I mean, you should have seen the, the weapons build room we had it. I have enough left over that I had I didn't have to get anything for Chicago. I have enough <laughs> leftovers that I probably have enough for the rest of the year. Well, that that's good. But yeah, 
it was it was definitely um something i'm glad i waited to do until mm -hmm. i was ready to do it sure and um i do feel it went off well uh with the help of uh my my wonderful team and the the wrestlers we had so mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think it came off awesome i think it was really really well presented from everything from like your you know graphics and video packages and promo and everything like that leading into it like the whole thing looked pro and then by all reports it was like a whole you know day night kind of situation you know like it wasn't just a few hours in a venue you had this space and were people like camping there like sleeping there and stuff like it was like a whole thing right yeah so we had our friends at unsanctioned pro the uh the day before mm -hmm. um and they they ran an event that night um, they dealt with a little bit of weather issues. Uh, then we had Severin Films was nice enough to um, sponsor us to have a midnight movie marathon. We did that. They mm -hmm. donated a bunch of movies for us to hand out. So people walked away with a bunch of free movies and stuff. That's cool. But during the day, I had a full metal concert, uh, four, full, four, four full bands wow. uh, leading up to the event, get mm -hmm. people riled up and ready to go. And um, then the event started. So it was like a whole weekend full of events. People camped the first night and then they camped out afterwards. And then yeah. they left Sunday. That's sick. That's so cool. Such a like you know those kind of big events always have such a cool vibe and then for it to carry on so long um you know food and bands and all that stuff it really makes it worthwhile for people to you know take that time and to you know give you their time and a weekend away and turn it into like an event that could potentially be you know like an annual pilgrimage for some people you know yeah yeah i mean we're gonna start doing this every year i mean king of the kill is gonna be a real thing yeah um every year so mm -hmm. we're we're already lining some stuff up for next year's uh as of already so that's great it's gonna be uh and you know we wanted it to be because um the magnitude of what we were doing and uh uh what have you we had to kind of do it out in the middle of nowhere so that's also sure. part of the good for camping because we want people to be able to drink and have a good time and not have to worry about getting behind the wheel of a car or find an uber or go back to a hotel room just pitch a tent yep. have a good time we'll party all night you know and party we did well absolutely and you think back to those you know old legendary deathmatch tournaments you know out in the out in the middle of nowhere on property and everybody tailgating all day and stuff like that as i started getting into death matches and i was watching stuff on the internet and things i was like this is this looks like some shit i could be interested in you know we haven't um, been fortunate enough to run anything like that in Australia. I mean, our deathmatch, um, you hear my voice just slowly disappearing as I finish this sentence. Uh, but, but like, we, we, we've, <laughs> you know, enough. yeah, I know. It's just as I just slowly fucking pass away. Um, but like our deathmatch companies here are still pretty new, but I, I would love to get to that point um, where, you know, you'd see something like that come to pass because I, I feel like there's the room for it and, and definitely the space for it. And it's almost part of like deathmatch culture in a way. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's only a matter of time for you guys as uh, your scene grows mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the fan base gets larger and larger because it is a relatively new thing for you guys down there. And where up here, you know, you can, you could throw a rock and hit the next deathmatch company, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, part of deathmatch is, you know, everybody wants to do tournaments and things like that, but I feel like you're in a really good space and in the way that you've been building Ruthless to potentially build that new legendary tournament. You know what I mean? I, I feel like there is, I mean, there may be people that disagree with me, but I feel like there's, there's a space for that, you know? I, yeah. feel, I feel like there's definitely room for that title to be taken and for that, um, you know, one above all tournament to happen. Some people would, you know, have their own opinions on which those are. But I feel like some of those tournaments with big names have been inconsistent, you know. I, I feel like you you have to deliver every time and the only way to, to do that is to put in the time, you know, put in the years literally and, and build mm -hmm. up that resume of, of tournament matches, of winners, of successful events, of all that stuff for it to become that thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I made it a point not to do a tournament until I felt I was completely ready for it. Mm -hmm. So that's why it took, you know, I mean, three years before we even attempted one. Yeah. And one of the other things I really wanted to focus in was have the talent to make ours different and stand out a little bit. Yep. Which is, uh, you know, if you look at the, a lot of the other tournaments, 
there was not a lot of faces that we used on those. You know, yeah. there's some. Mm-hmm. Uh, we what I thought we did was a nice mixture of our guys and brought in some new new talent and yeah. some out of the country guys and mm-hmm. really just uh, you know we brought Joel in from down there and we sure. really That's wanted cool. it to be a whole different vibe. You know, mm-hmm. and that was going to be Joel's only appearance this year. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he only did the unsanctioned show. And then, and then yours, right? Like I was seeing that belt flying around here because it was like a week later, uh, you know, he won that unsanctioned pro hardcore title, did the King of the Kill with you guys. And then it was like a week later, he was here in Perth. He was wrestling for Dude, Where's My Ring? And then we went or went to Melbourne and did the, what we did, we did a no ring called Rearranged between Dude, Where's My Ring, Deathmatch Down Under and Australian Outlaw Wrestling. And then we did the dream tournament on the the Saturday, and dude, it was it was a glorious week of wrestling, uh, and for him, I mean, multiple weeks <laughs> as, he, yeah. as his poor broken body, you know, knit itself back together. Yeah, he uh, he had a weekend, you know, and uh, Sunday we we definitely we took him out in the town and we showed him what was up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some stories. We even took him to a ball game and everything. Oh, that's we awesome. wanted to see an American uh, uh, baseball games. So we took him to see our. Our local feeding team to the Detroit Tigers called the Mud Hens. The Mud Hens. Now this is a team I can the get mud behind. Hens. That's the that's the kind of fucking. I need Mud Hens merch. I need. I what colors are they? Uh, they use uh, yellow and blue. That's a great choice. You know what? What else uses yellow and blue? The the team of Perth, Western Australia, the West Coast Eagles, yellow and blue. So the Mud oh, yeah. Hens fit right in. To be honest, how the West Coast Eagles are playing at the moment, it is very Mud Hen like. As they are fucking very close to the bottom of the table, if not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we used to have like really fierce sounding sport teams around here. Like our hockey team was the Storm, and now they're the Walleye. Say, so, what does the Walleye? The Walleye mean? and the Mud Hens. I, I actually like it. I feel like that's more interesting. What What does Walleye even mean? I'm trying to picture those words together. I don't understand it. It's a type of fish. Uh, <laughs> what it's a, a lake fish that we? Yeah, it's. It's just a fucking fish. That That's so funny because fish are like the least sport it's not shit. Fierce. It's, <laughs> it's not, not mean. It's, it's not like a barracuda or a shark or no, something. No, they won't bite you. All right, I'm googling walleye. I want to see what this thing looks like. Do it up. Yeah, let's have a let's have a gaze here. You'll that. be thoroughly unimpressed. Okay, walleye fish. Here we go. I've got it, guys. Oh, okay. He's got a bit of a mouth on him and a fin. Oh, can he get? Oh, he can get pretty big. There's yeah, a guy a with big. a world record walleye here, and it's it's fucking huge. But for the most part, it's just like a standard fish. <laughs> yeah, world record you're looking at, but like they're, they're like three, four pounds. Oh, there's there's things of people just holding them in one hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the size of a house cat. Yeah. Okay. I will say they do look like the kind of fish that, like, if you were like, "Yo, man, did you check out? I don't know, fly fishing 2K on PS5." I p I picture the you know, the cover image would be a walleye with like a fishing line next to it, like that kind of vibe. Um, I'm pretty sure if you get that Cabela's uh, uh, Call of the Wild, the angler, it was free on Game Pass the other night, so you know, I was fucking around with it. But uh, <laughs> that, there are walleye in there. You are you telling it. me there there is a fishing game on PS5? <laughs> I was uh, joking. It's on Xbox. Well, I play on Xbox. Oh, so it was okay. on the Game Pass. Okay, right, and then right. And you can play it like cloud, so you don't have to download it. And I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll well, get bored. Do some relaxing yeah. fish. I have an Xbox right here, the the newest one, whatever. And like, well, probably not the newest, but like, you know, the current system, I got it when like the last Gears of War come out. That system only is on when Gears of War games come on. If not, it just sits there in my cabinet and does nothing. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, my PS5 don't do much these days either. But uh, but yeah, for the most part, I only play Gears of War on on game on uh, what's it called Xbox. I love those games. What are you doing? Sorry, Dogcast. Um, Dogcast. Yeah, so Dogcast. Dogcast three. Um, you obvi- happens every time, guys. Yeah, this is this is if you guys haven't listened to the previous dog cast, which was the last time Chris was on, it was just him and I trying to speak and the dog's gone crazy. So, you know, I'm hyping him up a little bit for the gimmick, but for the most part it's, oh, it's just, just Mine's getting, actually being pretty chill this time around. Yeah, uh, she she's been good. She was tearing uh, shit out of bins and stuff. It's probably because you're outside. But she was like tearing stuff out of bins. Oh, there she is. Noble. She's hanging out. Yeah. She's 
just being a good girl. How does how's your porch work there? Can she just like get off and walk down the street, or has it got like a gate on it? Uh, so it's open on one side. Um, there used to be a bar down here called Woodchucks. I had a giant sign out front. When it closed down, my buddy gave me the sign, <laughs> so I kind of set it up, and it blocks where she'd walk off. But yeah. she listens to me now enough where, you know, if she's even if I didn't have that up. And she was like made a run for it. I'd tell her to stop, and she would. Yeah, yeah. Pretty lazy. <laughs> I got to tell she's you, man. Throw a pillow with a pulse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a giant time. Unless I'm recording with you, this is the only time she's never freaked out while I was doing it. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of time. This one's starting to arc up again. Um, it's it's so funny. You you really are like the perfect person to be a promoter because I feel like nearly every story you tell me is like. Oh yeah, my buddy gave me this, or I knew a guy who did a thing, and then I ended up with a ring, or whatever. whatever. Like you've always just got some bullshit fucking story where where you ended up with something happening. Yeah, that's how the um, world works. From my years being a musician, I'm just kind of a guy that knows people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just contact contacts, right? I mean, everything's contacts, yeah. really. On who you know, man. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, as the you know the the tournament and stuff was playing out, like let's let's break down the event a little bit um, from the start and sort of go through. How how did you feel about how are we feeling about the matches? And I mean, we can talk. It starts with three way uh, with Randy and um, Chuck Stein and is that Mondo? Um, they have like an impromptu title match to get things going, and then we start getting into tournament action. How how were you feeling on the day, like as everything started to play out, like and and your choices with with you know who was in it and stuff, like did did everything play out how you you were hoping for? For the most part, actually, yes. Um, you know, I had really high hopes with all those matches because all of them had never happened before. Yeah, and a lot of them because of weird beefs and people not getting along with other people. Yeah. Some some of those matches couldn't happen anywhere else, and I took advantage of that. You know, like I was kind of neutral ground, and I could just sure, you know, friends with everybody that can't be here, yeah. can't be there, mm -hmm. and uh, I took advantage of that to not only make my 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 field unique, but have a lot of first time matchups that people yeah. wanted to see that they haven't been able to see yet. Absolutely, you know? mm -hmm. and um, I think uh, one of the things we did was uh, a lot of people are used to in a tournament. The first round being a little more mellow, and then it ramps up and ramps up, and we just went right out the gate. We mm -hmm. went hard as shit. Yeah. Um, you know, anything anyone wanted, I had weapons builders back there. I'd be like, take care of it, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I also didn't do the stipulations thing because I didn't really want to. Like a lot of people like stipulations and death matches, and mm -hmm. you know I do too. Yeah. But I kind of wanted this first one just to be kind of like pandemonium. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. And was that sort of like your edict to the talent as well? This is the first one. It's balls to the wall. Do whatever you want. Let's go kind of deal. Yeah. Um, there, you know, that was part of the conversation we had. But also, you know, a lot of them, they already knew how much it meant, A, to the company. But B, there was, they were, a lot of them were having matches they really wanted to have as well. Sure. Um, Tax care And itself. they really wanted to, you know, Everyone wanted to really make their mark, even if they were going out round one. They wanted to be remembered, you know. So yeah. mm -hmm. everyone really, really fucking went in on it, you know. Absolutely. I mean, from the first moment, Redacted comes out and he's literally carrying a bomb. So that <laughs> yeah, uh, that one made my butthole pucker because that that place is owned by a bunch of bikers that are all also war vets, and yeah. I didn't know if he asked permission to do that or not. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I'm set like, him off. off bikers at me here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he asked it. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. Did he bring that with him or was that something that you had? Uh, no, that is from the war. That's from oh, Vietnam. Oh, so you were afraid he just like took it off the shelf at the fucking bar and carried he it into the- He did take it off the shelf, but he was, he was smart enough to ask. I was thought he didn't ask because <laughs> like it is something from the war that one of these guys brought back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Irreplaceable kind of thing. Wait, come here. Hang on. Sorry, one second. Dog cast. Dog cast. Dog eating something it's not supposed to. All right. It was only a dead fly, but you don't know how that fly died, so <laughs> it's best. Rice <laughs> laboratory. Yes, exactly. 
Sorry about that. Well, yes, at least he was smart enough to ask, but I feel like Redacted's a pretty smart guy, so that was the correct move, and otherwise he'd have fucking, you know, World War rifles pulled on him or something in the ring. Those guys, they're they're nice guys till they're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure of that. No, that's cool. But, yeah, the first match with Crazy King – um, I I heard of Crazy King and I, I know he's somebody that um, that you really think a lot of. I hadn't really had a chance to see much of his stuff, but I really enjoyed this. I thought uh, he bring like a completely different flavor to this match and to this tournament. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's from Mexico. Yeah, um, he used to be part of you know he, like he used to tag with uh, Medio Extremo and Ciclope. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Then uh-huh. um, he ended up having to move up to Michigan for family stuff, and I ended up getting tipped off on that before he really put out that he was booking stuff. The only other appearance he had made was for GCW. Yeah. Uh, at their Harpo show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I found out he was in town, and I jumped all over that. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know that there's our Mexico. You know, we had several countries representing this thing. There was our Mexico talent. You know. Yeah. That was awesome. It was. It felt completely different. Like when you talk about different faces in tournaments and people that you haven't seen before and stuff. Like opening up with him and Redacted was was something completely different. Uh, and then speaking of completely different uh, and from people representing different companies and places and stuff, you then go to Hoodfoot and Judge Joe Dread. Um, obviously, Hoodfoot, you know, big in ICW and has sort of been been everywhere now and in a very short time has become like a staple in deathmatch wrestling and then judge joe dread has been been making waves but is a little bit on the come up i i thought he had a, a real good showing at the tournament man. yeah joe's uh uh well to, to hoodfoot uh hoodfoot's actually been around here uh for quite a long time mm-hmm. um you know like he he's he's been here since uh, almost the beginning with us yeah uh but uh, Dread is somebody that I saw a lot of potential in. Um, he could work, he could talk, he could cut promos. You know, the guy, the guy is a complete and total package. Um, and I think it's, it's only a matter of time before he was about to pop. And, you know, I, I pride myself in being able to see, you know, like something in people, uh-huh. like, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, I saw something in that turned into bigger and, you know, it's not on me or anything, uh-huh. but, you know, I was, yeah. I saw something in him and decided to use him early. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of those guys where I see something in him and I'm bringing him out to Chicago as well. Awesome. To go against Otis. Yeah. That's great. Two huge dudes killing each other on the floor of a bar somewhere. <laughs> uh, no, this is going to be at the Berwyn Eagles. Uh, the no ring things in December. Oh, okay. Then right, right. This is our Chicago show in October. Oh, great, great. Exactly. We'll, we'll touch base on that shortly and uh, we'll run down everything for Chicago and, and stuff towards the end there. Um, uh, and then after that, obviously, Remington Raw, I think I first saw him at RPW, right? Like you've you've been using Rem forever. Uh, and then Tommy Vendetta, again, these are, these are both guys that have been synonymous with RPW, right? Yeah, um, that's a match I've been really wanting to see for a while now. Um, especially, you know, uh, Tommy's a very good hybrid wrestler. Uh Um, they're both very similar in build. Um, and I really wanted to see like how that would work off each other. Uh, and I was very happy with what I saw and, you know, Rem's Rem was, he's another guy that was poised to pop. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now he's, now he's in, as we speak, he's in Japan, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. touring Japan. So Mm -hmm. That his time is now come and he's you're gonna start seeing him everywhere now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there's the sort of makings for I mean, I don't know obviously what RPW's plans are or things like that, but there's almost makings for a series or a rivalry there between the two. Like you said, they they stack up so well against each other and they're, you know, both young, hungry guys, like it's I could see you know, main event written all over the pair of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like I said, Remy, you know, I think Tommy's already a main eventer in my eyes. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. Know, he's, been putting in, he's been grinding so hard and putting on match after match. He's shown that he can work with anybody sure. and put on a banger. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Rem's 
Rems to that point now. So yeah, it was, uh, I really liked that matchup myself. Yeah. Um, I, I got what I, what I really hoped I'd get out of it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. They were killer. And then that speaking of killers, it was obviously Schlack versus Joel Bateman. I know that's something that they've both wanted for like a long time and yeah. hasn't been able to come to pass for various reasons. So, uh, seeing those two together, like it did not surprise me that it was an absolute fuck fest. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally trying to murder each other. Um, that that was killer. You had you had to be happy with that. That's Joel playing for it, playing for his plane ticket there with with that performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they both they both really wanted that. Sure. Uh, I think it was supposed to happen before, and you know, things happened, and yeah, it didn't end up happening, and. Uh, um, uh, you know, I was like, I got to have it here, you know, like, sure. what, what a perfect place. It, it's and, it's funny, right? Like wrestling and independent wrestling and things getting in the way of cool shit happening. And it's like, yeah. and and then you're just sitting there like, I could do it over here. Like, <laughs> it's like you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's just crazy that it, it took that long to happen and, and you were able to benefit from it because I, I think that's like just an absolutely killer match to fucking drop in the first round of a tournament. Yeah, and I knew it was going to – I knew both those guys were going to go really hard for that. Sure. Um, you know, uh, they were asking for all kinds of crazy shit, you know, like razor braid crosses and – yeah, all that I was like, oh shit, this is round one. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, they've been. Right, I, I'm pretty sure it. they've been friends for a long time, and they've probably been. Uh, <laughs> I can talk about how they're going to kill each other for quite some time. Oh yeah, they were talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were throwing ideas back and forth. They come to me like, yo, we, we were talking, and yeah. what if we did this, or what if we had this? You know, uh, I think it was Joel at one point wanted me to set the fucking ropes on fire. I was like, no, no. You want to do like the old school gimmick where you had the oily rags, yeah, wrap the ring on fire. I'm like, no, guys, it's round one. No, <laughs> just doing full main event, fucking <laughs> like shit in the first round. Yeah, We're here like, to burn the house, literally. Yeah, let's burn the ring down before we even get to round <laughs> fucking two. That's amazing. Uh, and then, and then we had a. Uh, you know, we, we don't need to break, break down the entire tournament, obviously, because it is what it is. We can talk about a summary. But but it's worth talking about. We had a real fun tag team match there with Midwest Scum, our boy Logan and, and Zach, um, versus Hardcore 69, which is Madman Pondo and Shadow WX. Um, what, like, did you ever think you'd have a situation where you'd have Shadow WX in an RPW ring? or, or Never. Never once. Yeah. You know, uh, as a guy that grew up on a lot of Japanese deathmatch wrestling, mm -hmm. um, if you would have told that kid that was watching those tapes that he had traded on eBay or some fucking chat room mm -hmm. that that dude would be wrestling for you one day, he wouldn't fucking believe you at all. No way. Yeah. Um, that was that was one of those things where when it, when it got put on the table, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it paid off in spades you know everyone fucking loved that match and yeah. the, the fireball ended up being really fucking cool and Looks great and people got really good pictures of it yeah yeah, yeah. it was a great it was a great fucking spot for the, those who haven't seen it like wx you know breathes a fireball and midwest scum defend against it with chairs because they're holding chairs at the time so they put them up as shields and like the flames yeah, Breathing all over they the stuff around the the they're behind the chairs and the flames wrap completely around them. Yeah, it looked fucking insane. I couldn't believe how much fire like he he threw out his mouth. It was it was an unbelievable spot. But well, normally you don't get to see that uh, when it's turned dark. You know, you're seeing it in lit rooms. Yes. Um, and one of the things I wanted about the tournament is I had a bunch of outdoor lighting was I wanted to start during the day and end at night. Yes. I wanted it to be dark by the time it ended. And when their match came up. It had just gone from like dust to dark. Yeah. So it was like the perfect timing for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Normally you don't get to see that fireball in the dark like that. And I think that's why it really. Popped. Yeah, it did. And because it's so dark because you're outside as well, it's like campfire shit, right? Like, so it was huge. Did, um, did fucking anybody get any burnies there? Because it was fucking, it was pretty intense and like the hands were out. Nobody was complaining. No. No, everything was fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was very nervous when I saw it happen. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I hit the locker room when it was done, and I made sure everybody was fine. Like, yeah, went off without a hitch. We were good. Yeah. Um, 
I think the sweat had a lot to do with that. Yeah, sure. I was worried about their hands mostly. Yeah, same because it's prepared. like over the thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it looked unbelievable. I think I think it looked really really cool. Um, how was um. Fans' reaction to Shadow, he he getting a, a lot of pictures and action and stuff like that. I always wonder, what, you know, with the the legends and stuff when they come out like that. I I like to hope they're going to get a lot of attention. You know, uh, he did a meet and greet afterwards, and people were very stoked to see him. He, he was signing uh, eight by tens. He was taking pictures with fans. They yeah. they sold a lot of merch. Great. Uh, you know, people were really excited to see him, and you know, it's one of those things where like you see him in Michigan. Really, you know, yeah. like how yeah. the hell did that happen? You yeah. know, but. I, I can feel that. Wrestling, wrestling's funny, man. I never thought I'd fucking have Neil Diamond Cutter and Clint Margera wrestling in a fucking bar around the corner from my house uh, with me on commentary, but here we are. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking cra crazy things could happen. It's, it's really wild how sometimes this shit just ends up lining up, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. It's, like, especially for me with the tournament, just, you know, Shadow just happened to be in town and. Crazy King just happened to be living out here yeah. for just a little while. Yeah. You know, like, so that's two countries I didn't have to buy plane tickets for, you know? Absolutely. And then, yeah, it is what it is. And, it, on stuff, and stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, hey, it's if you you bought, bought one plane ticket from Australia, but you essentially got, you know, other, a couple of other countries in there for free. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'll say we. There was there was uh it, it wasn't all me. There was there was definitely uh uh, uh some sponsorship going on. There oh, was a, absolutely. A, a good boy that helped make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Big and shout uh, out to him. And obviously, you know, you were you were teamed up pretty heavily with unsanctioned as well, right? Like um yeah. for the day you guys were working. Well the Joel thing was already lined up. Uh uh we were just like, yo, I mean, he's gonna be in town. Why don't you why don't you guys sure. utilize him as well? Sure. And they were absolutely, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One more thing on Shadow real quick before before we jump on. I can't believe how fucking fast that motherfucker was. You know, you see you see these guys yeah. and they're from a, you know, a before time and I hadn't really seen him wrestle or whatever. And then when he ran those ropes, I was like, yo, this dude is so fast. Well, even when he, you know, he showed up to the building, you know, he was very, you know, he was polite, but he was moving, you know, just casually strolling and then – all the way up to his match, he just hang out, hung out in a chair. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, I wonder how this is going to go down. And then he, I started hitting, seeing him hitting the ropes. I'm like, fuck, man, he's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was like, yo, I, I could not believe it. I, I was like, I was like, I did not know he could still move like that. That's unbelievable. But yeah, the, uh, and then there was one other singles match as well. There was the Kamikaze Championship match with Schwartzy and Herzog. Um, I have a soft spot for for both wrestlers. I think that they're both really cool performers. Tell me a little bit about the Kamikaze Championship because that's a new title for RPW, right? Yes, it is. Um, so the the point of the Kamikaze is it it can be defended anywhere and everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it's meant to to signify the brand outside the brand. Sure. Um, you know, and it can be won anywhere, or dropped anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. it's. It will be defended here, but it's meant mostly to be more of a roadshow thing to represent RPW. Cool. You know? Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Is it um, specifically deathmatch or is it, it's just everything? It's just everywhere, whatever, like all the time. Extreme. Yeah. Like it could be hardcore deathmatch, but it's meant to be more on the extreme side. It's not for <laughs> catch or shoot wrestling. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, and how's, um, speaking of your titles, how's your world champion doing? Because – Justin Kyle is still your your heavyweight yes. ch champion, yeah? Exactly. Is it? He is will it, be in Chicago. Yeah, great, great. Because I, I knew he's on the mend, right? Or mended? Uh, well, he he was recovering from injury, but he's back. Um, awesome. Uh, he's already done some matches here and there for other places, uh, but he's ready to return. And um, I don't know if we'll have announced his match by the time this comes out, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not going to say that yet. That's but, fair. Uh, let's just say it'll be a. It'll be a big boy match. That's great. He's coming back right, and he's going to defend it. Uh, most of our titles will be defended in Chicago. Great. That That's really cool. Like, he's he's a great dude and, and a great presence, and so I, I feel like the scene has missed him. You know, I know I, I've missed seeing his matches, so it's going to be really cool to see him back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's definitely um, – he's only our second world title holder, you know. It was Sam yeah. Beal at first. And yeah. Him. Mm -hmm. He's had quite the run, but, you know, he, he – was out on injury and 
He's like, well, you know, I understand if you want to take it off me or whatnot. And I was like, no, man, just heal up. We got plenty of other belts, you know, we'll, I'll make it bigger when you come back. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that too. I love, uh, you know, in, unless they, you know, literally can't go again. I kind of love that, like, the champion is the champion until they lose the belt, you know? And if they're going through rehab and they're all that, that's just part of the belt story, right? Like, the, mm -hmm. the champion had to go through so much punishment, it literally put him out on his sword defending it and then – now, you know, it's the road to recovery to then keep defending the champion. I like that story. Like, I don't feel like champions should be stripped for injury unless they have to retire, you know, because it's like they have earned it and they have the right to go through what it takes to then defend it again. You know, that that's in, in my, I guess, kind of nerdy <laughs> fucking wrestling police. That's what I like to see. I mean, he put the work in to have it. Who am I to take it away if he's still able to defend it? You know? Exactly. And it's like, you know, when they go through these main event battles and stuff, when you talk like, you know, shoot or, or whatever or the, the kayfabe story of it, whatever it may be, it's almost like if they're going to go through these epic boss battles and then it takes them time to come back to go to that next big prize fight, then that's what real life would be. You know, like these mm -hmm. big – boxing champions or, you know, things of history, they weren't fighting every fucking weekend. You know, that's not how it works. Like in, in oh, oh, don't care. She just there growled at the exact same time. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's really cool. That, that's super cool. Well, quickly before we um uh, promo the Chicago right. show, um, let's just quickly talk about the the finals. We'll, do, we'll just fast forward. Um Obviously, it comes down to Redacted and Vendetta. How did you feel about the final match? I mean, they, they pulled out all the, the bells and whistles, you know, people coming off things and through things and all that stuff. How was it watching it all play out and how did you feel about it as the, the, the crown jewel of King of the Kill, basically? I was very happy with it at the end. Uh, I was very nervous throughout that entire match. Sure. Um, there was some, definitely some big spots that could have went wrong. Mm -hmm. Um. We even had a barbed wire casket involved. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we really pulled out all the fucking stops so on that good. one. Uh, but there was the one, the one big spot I was very nervous about and how that would play out. And, yeah. you know, luckily it, it went off well. Yeah. So after it was all said and done, I could like, you know, yeah. Cause the last thing I want to see is anyone get hurt. Yeah. Especially if it, I, I would feel like it was my fault if they did, because I was going to put them there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting. Like, um, as I have sort of gotten more involved with wrestling, I'm not obviously not a promoter, but, you know, I work closely with Dude and, you know, I'm friends with Joel and and things like that. But as you get more into that and you get to know people and you see these things happen and play out, you do feel a bit more of that sort of responsibility and worry and stuff that, than you would as like a standard fan who's just come in, paid their money, doesn't know the person from Adam and leaves. You know, that you see that aftermath and – and everything, and when you, when you're the promoter and you're paying the bills and doing all that and and stuff, there there must be a level of like, yo, if this person gets hurt, that's sort of you know, it's on me a bit. Yeah, I mean, um, in the end, I'm the one that booked them to be there. Yeah, but you know, you. I mean, also they also chose to do it, but yeah, yeah. And you know their families, and you yeah. know what's going on outside, and what the real stakes are if they got hurt, or you know, like any of that. So you know, it does add that extra weight. You know, yeah. like, like how am I going to look their kids in the eyes if I made them do something real fucking dumb and they got hurt? You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I mean, I suppose for you, you like when you when you talk about planning stuff and you know promoting things and what they're going to be, there there must be an element of like. Right, like wanting to do cool stuff, but also letting them run with their ideas, but then also stopping them from doing anything too stupid. Like, you know, it's all that. We do give uh, we do give the guys a lot of leeway here. Yeah. Um, I'm very receptive to ideas. I don't really try to hamper their matches too much. Yeah, uh, just make sure that it feeds what it needs to feed uh -huh. or do what it needs to do to yeah. make the shows work the way they need to work. Um, but you know, sometimes there is ideas that come my way where I'm just like, no, we're just, we're, just, we're not doing that. It's not worth it. You know? Like, yeah. It's like, like doing this, this, and this. It's fine. We don't need that too. Yeah. And the margin for error like gets 
smaller and smaller and smaller to the point of it being like, yo, this is, you know, not it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah, I, I think it was a great main event. I think both guys wrestled like they knew it was a big deal in a main event. One thing about tournament wrestling and it, it's the nature of it, you know, taking that much punishment, doing that many matches and stuff, is sometimes you get to main events of things like these tournaments and the guys are just straight up gassed. They've got nothing left and it shows and and it can be, you know, it can let the air out of the sails of like the event. Everybody knows why because people are mortal but, Unfortunately, it does, it does become a letdown. I feel like the correct, you know, correct two guys were standing in that ring at the end because they still had plenty of energy left to go and wanted to really, like, put on that show. Yeah. They definitely had enough gas in the tank, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was surprised by somehow some of their earlier matches were that they weren't a little more gassed, but... Yeah. Yeah. But they still both went real hard, you Yeah. Know? I mean, Redacted was... So bloody after the first match was crazy kicky, you know what I mean? And then he goes through all the rounds and stuff, and then he's still coming off the top of trailers and through barbed wire and all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think he gets a lot more color than most, but just because he doesn't have any hair. Yeah, it doesn't get him out of It cuts him more because you know he doesn't have any fucking hair. You know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He always has like the best face color, right? <laughs> it's always crazy. Um. I was just at the, we were talking about briefly, but I was just at Dream, uh, which was my first Deathmatch tournament live. And um, the final, if anybody hasn't seen it and doesn't want to spoil it, I'm about to talk about it real quick. Do you, you know what happened, right? Everybody knows. It was all over yeah, like social media, right? But the, the final comes down to Neil Diamond Cutter and Jordan Sampson. And that was one of the most amazing finals like I've ever seen, let alone live. You know, just all the stops and like I just couldn't believe, you know, and I had obviously been around Neil for a week and seen what he had done in Perth and then the night before and stuff because Neil doesn't half step on anything he does. And then to go through three matches like and do that final and like, you know, fucking, oh, dog cast. Um, and like, you know, exposed boards and glass and tubes and shark cage and fire and all these things like that. It's just like these guys can be super fucking human at times. Like. Dog ass. Oh, shit. It happens every time. Yeah, exactly. Just as we we get uh, to the, the – I was about to go ballistic. There's a, there's a woman just with a fucking um, grocery cart full of trash just pushing it slowly down my leg. The second she gets by my house, my dog's about to go apeshit here. I can't wait. Just worry. Oh, oh. There it starts. It's one thing about pork chop. Hates the homeless. Okay. <laughs> he hates anyone on, on her road. This yeah, shit yeah. belongs to her. She's like, just don't be here and it's fine. But the, the, the extra noise uh, definitely uh, is not something she is a, a fucking fan of, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is it like a, a loud cut, shopping cart? Like, rare. <laughs> Clear it out. It's not that fucking loud for what she's doing. She's just got like a full-on shopping cart that's full of full of trash, fucking garbage, and she's like <laughs> leaning on it, just pushing it. She doesn't look homeless or anything. Because I just think she's stealing a shopping cart of garbage. <laughs> just like oh, I'll have. The, maybe she's one of those people. I saw a I saw a, a fun video the other day, like a TikTok. Oh, we're in full zoomy mode over here. I also wonder if you can see. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do a laps around the fucking ottoman. <laughs> Full speed. What's she doing? What are you doing? Yeah, she's she's fucking in full mode now. Um, but I saw a video uh, that was like it, it had this voiceover where it said that the shopping cart is the, the true um, measurement of morality in humankind. Jesus Christ, we're in dog cast now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> happens every fucking time. <laughs> it's only on the show was with you. Like, swear. I know. It's our hallmark. Yeah. In fact, like, next time I'm on, you can just say dog cast incoming and people will know what's up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm hoping. It's the brand I'm trying to build. Watch this. Hang on. Watch it. You want to put on your shirt? Come hang with the dog. Hear the silence? This is the shirt. Is that a ref shirt? Uh, it, well, it's a football jumper. This is 
this is black and white stripes for for Collingwood, which is my wife's favorite football team. But when I show it, looks like a referee shirt. When I show it to the dog, she immediately is quiet because she doesn't want to wear the shirt. Hey, come on, put it Not on. Oh, no. She's too, too. She doesn't even give a fuck about it. Anyway, uh, it's a, it essentially said that, like, the shopping cart is the true test of morality because <laughs> nobody's there to police the shopping cart. Nobody's going to kill you or put you in jail or anything if you don't put it back. You just put it back because it's like the right thing to do. And he's like, and so if somebody doesn't put back the shopping cart, they really are not capable of functioning in human society. You know what I mean? Like it's the truth. It's like this, that or like the um, the pen on um, credit card machines, whether you put it back in the slot or you just let it dangle. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, yeah. right? <laughs> and so like – Digital ones where you have to sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What they, um, I mean, we we don't really have signing here anymore because it's all like you know, pin or or pay pass and stuff now. But but it's that same thing, right? Like you can put it back in its allocated spot, or you can just chuck it away, sort of thing. And yeah, like that's it's, it's true anarchy. Human you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that cuts right to the core. Oh, you like that pen dangle? Cunt. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> I see where you put that shopping cart, bro. Yeah, I'm a Spot huge. No one's gonna be able to park there. Yeah, you're you just gonna leave leave it in the bay, exactly. Or you're gonna push in the garden. Some dude's got to come get it. Yeah, sweet. Like I am, I'm very big on like putting it back in its receptacle. You know what I mean? Like, and I always have been. And put it in the corral. Yeah, exactly. Put it where it belongs. Now, look, I can't guarantee that if the corral is already on the pierce, like you know how there's different size carts. I will put it yeah. in its correct one. If that's already in chaos, I can't be responsible when going in and like rearranging them so they stack correctly. That's not on me, but I will make sure it is there in that spot so somebody doesn't need to go out of their way to go get it. Oh, I'll shove it in the thing, but I'm, I, I might not stack them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It'll be in the corral when I'm done. I will. I mean, I'll definitely stack it if they're already stacked. And I'm like, oh, I can just neatly add to this because that does a lot for my like OCD. But if they're already all fucked, then it's just going in there. I live in Salido, dude. Shit is chaos here anyway. We have <clears throat> we have tumbleweaves and everything. <laughs> you can't walk down a street down here without seeing a fucking uh, a soda soda bottle half full of piss discarded to the side <laughs> of the road, you know? You're like, so me even just putting it in the general location is more than 95% of my society is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a wild fucking West over here, man. Yeah. Well, well you know, you got to do what you can. You got to do what you can. So uh, let's quickly talk about the upcoming shows then. Tell me about Chicago because I know you've got that coming next month, which is really exciting. And then you've got that fun ring with the fun no ring with the super fucking wild poster coming up as well. Uh, yeah, so we have Chicago coming up October 14th. Uh, 2 p.m. are going to be Doors at the Berwyn Eagles. Um, we talked about Crazy King. He'll be back at for that one. Um, he's going to be going against MM3. Uh, oh, both great. of them, uh, you know, Crazy King's heavy lucha style. MM3 uh, can do all that. He's a very good hybrid. He is. Uh, that should be pretty awesome. Um, we got uh, uh, Schwartzy defending his kamikaze title against uh, Remington Roar, fresh mm -hmm. back in Japan. Oh, great. Um, after that, we have um, Randy West. As we found out from King of the Kill, Randy West is going to put her belts up against the the King, uh, Tommy Vendetta. Mm -hmm. um, what else we got? I'm, I'm going from memory right now. We got um, Otis Kogar versus Joe Dredd. Mm -hmm. Uh, that'll be a first timer ever. That's going to be fucking awesome. That's going to be a big man bile. If you remember uh, Otis's last appearance against uh, Eric Dillinger, mm -hmm. uh, that was a hell of a fucking match. Yeah. Uh, Justin Kyle will be back to defend his title. Uh, I'm not sure when this comes out, so I'm not going to say who against. Uh, well, where, where, when are you announcing well. it? And I'll tell you, like, I, I don't immediately have any plans to release this. So I could hold off if you want to talk about it now. No, go, go ahead. Because. Uh, we'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. You know I wouldn't release it on you. I, if you said something that needed to be passed the date, I wouldn't. But let you well, know. No, there's something going on where I might need to flip-flop the order of something. Sure. We'll, we'll oh, leave and, it and we'll see where uh, it is. Uh, I, I forgot to talk about the two major ones. We got uh, Pagano flying in from Mexico oh, against what? Atticus Kogar. Oh, that's And sick. then we have, for the first time ever, and this is a match both these gentlemen wanted and it could only happen here, is Schlack versus Dr. Redacted. Oh, that's sick. 
How how are you always doing first time evers? How are these things still always happening? It is it's for the reason that you said you're neutral ground, right? Like you don't have beef with anybody. I'm so you- getting a lot of the beefs, man. I just stay the fuck out of it. So yeah. like, there's uh, these guys can't work with these guys, but they didn't say they can, can't work with these guys. Yeah. You know, like and- you're just cool to everybody, and it just yeah, exactly it all works. I just I just put on my shows and mind my own fucking business, and I try not to have beefs with people and yeah you're not really on social media fighting people or i won't you know (laughs) you know deal with somebody being shitty to me but like you know i mean for the most part i just try to handle my own business and you know the people like working here they get taken care of very well they Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about shit um so they always come back and Mm -hmm. it just kind of works out to where i can line some guys up that can't work here or can't work there yeah that's hot. And so what date is this in October and will it be live? October 14th, it will be streaming live at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Hot. October 14th. Uh, for you, it'll be on at um, probably about 3 in the morning. Yeah, on like the 15th or something like that, right? Which yeah. I will be. You guys, are, you guys are a day ahead. Yeah, I think I will be on a plane. I think so. That weekend, I'm going to Melbourne, uh, and I'm checking out a couple of bands. I'm seeing Radwimps from Japan and Volumes from America in Melbourne, and then I'm coming back. So oh, Volumes is coming out over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show. yeah. Exactly. They're they're cool, man. And like, um, they're a band I've just dug for a while, and then they just announced like an Australian tour. They don't even really have supports or anything. It's just like Volumes are going to be there. We're like, all right. We had like some free flights or whatever, like, you know, frequent flyers and zooming over there. No. So, yeah. Uh, I think I missed I was, Or no, it's still coming up. I'm about to see uh, Neablo Scarius from out there in Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just swapping. So we're, we're just swapping bands. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, well, that's cool. If, if, uh, if it is live and I'm not on a plane, I'll tune in and watch as much as I can. In the airport or, or whatever I'm doing, so that'll be awesome. And then let's talk about the the No Ring show as well because cool last post. You said you're you teaming up with Cass on that? Uh, well, no, it's something I put together myself. But you know, I mean, he is kind of the hallmark of that kind of match. Like of he course. he really is the face of it out in the U.S. And, yep. You know, Cass and I get along very well. And I was like, you know, I hadn't had him out fuck since our tag tournament. I had him wow. and Hoodfoot. As a tag team, our tag tournament. I sponsored that team. That was the fucking team, the Death Wish Foundation. Yeah, make a Death Wish Foundation. So I haven't had Cass back, um, and we, you know, I, I've been wanting to get him back, and it just hasn't been lining up because he's a lot busier now, especially with uh, No Fear and all that. Um, But luckily, I was able to hit him up uh, because he's going to be in, I think, the UK or no Germany, and then Japan right before then, and then he's coming back, and then he's doing us. Mm So it just kind of lined up, but uh, this thing's going to be at a skate park. Sick. No ring. We're allowed to come off the ramps. There's a balcony we can come yeah. off of. Hell yeah! Um, it's going to be it's going to be probably the wildest show because also it's going to be super easy cleanup. We can just hose the fucking thing down and sweep it out. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to bring a lot of gimmicks. It's going to get real wild, and we're going to have um, elbow deep uh, playing in between matches Sick. Uh, while we clean up. Yeah, um, that's dope. So they're if you're not familiar with them, they they do like slam grind and they do the all the gimmicks on each other why they play so i mean they're kind of perfect for it <laughs> well you don't even need to worry about cleanup then because they're just adding to the fucking <laughs> tragedy yeah but they're adding on the stage while we clean up where the next guys are going uh, and then you clean up then the stage while you do it yeah. the <laughs> we'll just flip flop the cleanup team yeah yeah so the cleanup team are like this is a fucking joke we're getting no break today uh, well you know uh the with with elbow deep, they they don't use as many gimmicks, so it won't be like dragging off tables and shit like yeah, that. yeah, tubes and barbed wire and shit. Yeah, that's that sounds like an awesome time. See, the, those are the kind of shows that I'm like, fuck, that's that's what I want to see from my wrestling and from my events. You know, uh, it, it'll be uh, our first no ring. You know, I mean, we could have fit a ring in there, uh-huh. but I was like, you know, like like let's just do a fucking no. It's it's December. It's also gonna be a triple birthday celebration. It's gonna be. Uh, Two days after my birthday, it's going to be Kenzie's birthday, and it's going to be our weapons builder, uh, uh, the fuckery fairy Indrid Gold's birthday. Yeah. So, like, there's going to be all kinds of shenanigans going down. Yeah. Um, That'll be real fun. That's so cool. And we wanted to keep it more just like no ring chaos than a more unified show. 
for the end of the year, you know, like what way, a better way to put out the, the, the year we've had, you know? Absolutely. Well, I, I can say since I've been involved with a no ring promotion recently, it's actually been so fucking fun. Like just because it's so easy to go into different venues, you know, weirder venues, drop in minimal setup, have a great time, creativity's through the roof because the performers need to be creative in how they're going to, you know, make things work, how they're not going to get hurt, how they're going to use the terrain and the surroundings. Um, and the fans just have like an awesome time. It's just like a bar fight. Like if you can create the right vibe at the venue, then the rest takes care of itself, you know. Like the, the, the Dude Where's My Ring shows have been – selling out every single time just in this brewery just because people are like you know it's not, not wrestling fans it's like dude fans because they just want to come to those events i have friends yeah. good personal friends that have never come to wrestling shows with me never watched a pay-per-view with me but they come to all those shows because they drink piss and watch people do crazy shit you know yeah that was actually one of the fun things about king of the kill was um you know we have a, a hotbed of very good metal here so some of the bands that play were just friends of mine that see me all the time they yeah. think our bands used to play together and they see me palling around downtown or whatnot they they've never actually checked out what i do yeah and they like stuck around and like watched the tournament and then like the other day like uh we had a show down at a local bar we got called the ottawa tavern mm -hmm. and some of those bands played and then i ran into some of the other guys they all came up to me like what the fuck was that that was insane dude that was so cool like man we'll come out anytime whenever you have a show here we're coming out that's sick yeah that's so good and that's what it is for me like i I was just telling you, I'm going to be in Melbourne in the weekend of October. That's actually the weekend of the next dude show. I booked it in advance. Nobody checked with me. Very rude. Um, but, but I have friends who have like, they know I'm not even going to be there. They've bought tickets and they're going. They're like, I'm not going to miss a show. Like they've been going yeah. to like every one, you know, they're absolutely loving it. So that, that's cool. Well, and that's people like, expect that, that WWE product when I tell them I'm involved in wrestling. Yeah. And that couldn't be further from what we do, you know, and when they – actually see what it is and that it's not that like this silly thing and that um it's, it's a little more serious and adult and fun but still has a sense of humor to it and it, you know they're like wow this is this is really cool you know like yeah. I'd, I'd i'd get involved in this yeah you know? it's exactly the same they're like oh wait this isn't like you know, there's obviously, there's always hokiness in wrestling because that's what wrestling is. You know, it's ridiculous. I knew that was coming because I'm watching Chris's face as he's talking and Porkchop's face is just slowly coming into the frame. It's just like an inch from his face staring. Um, but like, you know, but that that's all part of the fun and then there's like the extreme stuff and there's cool things going on and there's the music's really loud and there's drinks and stuff. We keep setting like bar records at the venue and this is at a brewery and they're like you guys your guys venues put like the most you know drinks through the bar that we've ever had because <laughs> everybody's just on one you know having an awesome time yeah that uh that first show we had in chicago at berwin um mm -hmm. you know i was talking to the owner afterwards and you know after the weekend was said and done he's like that's the best booze sales we have ever had that's see that's awesome. like and you know your crowd's act wilder but they're more respectful to each other and the wrestlers yeah you, know, like, you don't you don't have fucking fucking dudes being pieces of shit and fighting each other mm -hmm. and like you know fucking trying to pick up girls and fucking being aggressive and stuff because people are there to do a thing you know and they're all fans and stuff and everyone's just there to have a good time and it does it creates this vibe that i haven't really seen since like you know when i was in the metal scene and you know we yeah. we would put on shows and the, the bands would be there and you just have these great vibe shows and that sort of went away for me. And so the the way that, you know, wrestling's able to create that in those sort of environments is really cool because I'm like, oh, this feels like that, and which is what I saw, bring it back to Cash, which is what I saw when I first saw his documentary. I was like, yo, that that's what I want to see. And then the fact that we're like running that in Perth and that you guys are able to, you know, run that – wherever in, in a skate park and whatever that that's super cool and now you know if you guys have a successful which you will have a successful no ring event it just gives you more options as ruthless as well you can drop the ring in if you need to or if there's a cool venue where it'll be cool to run and that's too hard you just run a no ring it's fine like yeah i mean it gives a variety and we're moving around a little more like this one's going to be in dearborn mm -hmm. um it'll be our first time being in dearborn but uh 
you know, we're kind of, we're, we're back to Michigan. Uh, we've only done three shows in Michigan this year, uh, including that one. So I do feel bad for our, our hometown fans. Yeah. But at the same token, when you get opportunities and you can move around so much, you know, you can hit Jersey for WrestleMania weekend and you go, you can do Chicago a couple times, and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what have you, you got to take those opportunities, you know? Yeah. And, th- and that's how you grow the brand, right? That's how more people get yeah. to see ruthless. That's how it turns into bigger shows. You know, you need to, you need to get out of just doing the same thing. Otherwise, it, you know, it caps. So it, it's really cool that, that you're able to do that and to expand. Um, I'm really excited for you, man. I, I think, um, Ruthless, I mean, it's already on the rise, but I feel like it's on the verge of becoming something really, really special if it's not there already. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it feels like we grab more and more traction every show we do. Um, it's definitely reflected in our streams and in our merch sales and um, awesome. um, attendance. So uh, it's definitely it's definitely picking up traction. Um, That's awesome. I'm, I'm pretty proud and I'm very happy with what we've done. Mm-hmm. You know, I have... <laughs> one of the best teams in this, you know, yeah. like uh, behind the scenes, I really have a great team of guys that make this work for me. And, sure. you know, if there's something I can't, you know, they'll, they'll pick up the slack for me or, you know, vice versa. And mm-hmm. we're all making it work for each other. And it's, it's definitely getting some momentum. That's know? awesome, man. If it, it feels so good to be a part of a team like that. And, and like everything you guys do is always like at a level of quality, like from, from everything you've done. And so, I think the story of Ruthless over these last few years is just that consistency. Like you never, you never slip. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't overreach and try and do something and canceling and things like that. You say you're going to do something, you do it to a standard and then you keep going and it's like bang, bang, bang. And you don't miss. And you also are not afraid to invest in your own talent that you you've had you know you've kind of got like this core roster and then you bring people in yep. and you're doing first time matchups and stuff like you're like this is where you see these people and these are the ones that i invest in and and how it all works and so you know you you can only get so far i think with like just doing dream matches you know you need to you need to have stories you need to invest in the in the talent and this is where you come to see this story play out and to be honest in independent wrestling it feels like there's barely any stories at the moment you know and so that shit's important yeah i mean that's that's always the hard part because you know you got to think four moves ahead but also you never know when an injury might pop up or you know what have you so or somebody might get an opportunity to go to japan or you know go do this or go do that and they might not be able to make your next show sure stuff like that so you're always you're always like planning out ahead of time, but you also got to keep your head on a fucking swivel because most of the time your plans aren't going to go the way you planned them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the hardest part about independent stuff, right? You don't have people on a contract. It's not their full time job. Like, so you need to yeah, you're invested in people, but you're also keeping it loose because you need to you know you need to make it work and and all that stuff. I'm sure it's a lot to promote. I usually have some backup plans. You know, just in case it goes this way or that way. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, that that's smart. Not a, don't have all the eggs in one basket. You know that I'm sure there's a basket that you're hoping is the one that's going to go through because that's like a long time thing. But if you've got, you know, a couple of different moves in your pocket, that always helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No worries, man. Well, I'm I'm so excited, dude. Is the um is the white line shows the no ring also going to be live? Uh, we are still working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to wait to hear back from IWTV if they got a crew that could send me. If not, we'll record it and it'll probably be up like in a day or so. Yeah, cool. So either way, it will be at IWTV. I'm not sure if it'll be live or not. Yeah, cool. No worries. Oh, well, tell the people where, you, where to find everything RPW, man. Uh, you can find us on all the socials. Um, you know, uh, it's Ruthless Pro 419 on um, Facebook and Instagram. I think on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck Elon's calling it this week, oh, too. Um, you can find our merch on Deathmatch Worldwide. Shout out. Uh, we have a merch store there where you can order shirts and hoodies and what have you. Um, we got some new designs that you can only get at live shows, uh, along with hats and um, beanies. Uh, we got two different shirt designs there that we're going to have. And um, in Chicago, I have two uh, limited edition art prints for uh 
of matches. Uh, it's going to be one for um, Pagano and Atticus that they both will be signing. Cool. And then one for Schlack and um, Redacted that they'll both be signing. So Sick. those will be in a limited quantity. So first come, first served on those in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, aside from that. Keep a, a lookout for us. Uh, you can find our tickets through our social media. And we're always doing something. Just keep an eye on us. Absolutely. I can't say enough, guys. Like, if you if you like what these wrestlers do, if you, you enjoy the promotion that is ruthless, um, support them. Get on there, buy a shirt, buy tickets, buy stickers, you know, beanies, buy anything you can. If you like something, you have to support it. it nobody in independent wrestling is like living off this stuff and if you want to see more cool stuff you need to support it with what you've got you know what i mean i know a company you mentioned deathmatch worldwide shout out to Corey. i he's a close friend and i know some of the things he's been going through in his personal life if you want a company like deathmatch worldwide to exist you need to support it like you buy a share they're a one-stop shop exactly they've got it all and you know what does what does deathmatch wrestling fandom look like if deathmatch worldwide doesn't exist you know what i mean like it, it's it's an amazing service um and dude when i when i tell people out there if if you fucking knew some of the shit that this man has gone through in his life in recent weeks you, any problem like it, it doesn't matter like this he's fucking going through it so support him as long as it takes it doesn't matter like i i can't speak to that enough and ruthless like chris puts in so much work like he, this this man still works a day job you know what i mean and he's putting on these shows yeah. and these weekends and stuff because it's something he believes in so check out you know the streams online make sure you tune in buy a shirt buy a ticket do anything you can because this shit isn't easy to do um and and it means the world to them you know that support is so fucking real you know and especially if you're you're in the same country and you're not paying australian shipping please you're blessed enjoy it <laughs> that's it Absolutely. man thank you for doing dogcast with me you'll have noticed that the the growling and barking has stopped and the running has stopped because she is now in the ref shirt she has now been contained <laughs> And so now she, she sulks and so, yeah, she fucking hates the shirt, eh? And she just like freezes and can't walk. She's like, now I am contained forever. But it's extreme meshes only around here when she <laughs> when she gets to that level. Yeah. I'll release her after this and we'll fight it out in, in moments. Uh, congratulations to Porkchop for being a very good girl. Uh, she, mm-hmm. she behaved herself all day. She's sitting there on the couch living her best life. Uh, she's laying down licking her paws now. So. Yeah. There you go. It was inching in the frame a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. She just slowly got closer and closer. To but you know what? She, I don't pay attention to her. Yeah, exactly. But she wasn't balking. She wasn't hitting you with a paw or whatever. She was just making you know that she was there. She's like, did you forget that I exist? Yeah, she, she'll just stare at me. She knows the stare. I could feel it. Yeah, you can feel the hate. <laughs> It's like you know, when you're in bed and someone's just staring at you. If like someone was just standing over top of you, staring at you, even if you had your eyes closed, you just fucking feel it. You yeah, know? you just know exactly. Oh, fuck? She just, just unsettling burrows into you, into your soul with her yeah. eyes. Yeah, that's awesome. Just beams through it. Yeah, she is the sweetest girl. So, dude, thanks for your time. Thanks for cut, like putting aside your evening for us to have a quick catch up. Um, everybody, check out everything Ruthless Pro Wrestling. Uh, and until the next dog cast, this has been dog cast. It's all about dogs, but also ruthless pro wrestling. Woof woof. Oh, oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs>